Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening all right guys we're back we're banging out more content this is sgr 30 and uh, we're going to be looking at some of the quarterbacks that I like to target, some of the QBs that I think are going to be returning value based on their draft position this year. Um, I've got nine names that I want to talk about in this episode. Really only five or six of them are probably going to be guys that I'm really interested in in my fantasy leagues this year. Um, but some of them are going to be more useful if you're in a two-quarterback league, if you're doing any sort of best balls, um, any sort of super flexes this year. So they are names to know and be aware of uh, based on their value in your drafts. The first name that I want to talk about is Ryan Tannehill. This is probably the guy that I'm targeting most in my fantasy drafts this year. He's going as the 12th quarterback off the board in average draft position. Last year, he finished the QB seven guys. Um, over the last two years, since becoming the starter for the Titans, I looked up his stats because I don't think people are aware yet just how good this guy has been. And we need to stop overthinking this guy and this situation. He's been an elite quarterback for real life football and for fantasy since becoming the Titans starter in 2019, he played 12 games. He threw 22 touchdowns and only six interceptions. He led the league in passer rating and also kicked in 185 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. So he was a great fantasy asset that entire season. And then we go back to last year in a season where Derrick Henry rushed for over 2,000 yards. People would think that his quarterback must not have put up that great of numbers. Like I said, finished at the QB seven in fantasy last year. 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, fifth in the league in passer rating, also had 260 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. So over the last two years in 28 starts with the Tennessee Titans, this guy has thrown 55 touchdowns, 13 picks, has the third best passer rating in the league, and also has almost 500 rushing yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Do I need to say anything else? They brought in Julio Jones to give this guy another explosive pass-catching weapon, and I think that this team with some of the deficiencies on defense and the fact that Derrick Henry's been getting so much volume the last two years may need to throw a little bit more this year than over the last two years. So give me Tannehill all day as the 12th quarterback off the board. Next guy is Jalen Hurts. This is projecting a bit of a breakout. Um, we really only saw, we saw four starts last week or last year from Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Um, really only three full games. That fourth game he got pulled, uh, only played three quarters. Um, didn't finish the fourth quarter because Doug Peterson and, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman were all, you know, fucking around. We don't need to get into that, but 
In the three games that Jalen Hurts played four quarters last year, he finished as the quarterback 13, 1, and 12 each week. He had a week against the Arizona Cardinals where he threw over 300 yards and three touchdowns, also got his additional rushing value, and finished as the number one overall fantasy QB that week. He's going as the uh, average drafted quarterback 14 this year, and he didn't have a game where he played all four quarters where he finished below QB 13. He's got top five upside if he can put together the numbers. I'm not projecting top five, but with his rushing ability and the fact that he is going to really uh, have to put this Eagles team on his back this year, plus he's in kind of a make it or break it year as far as, you know, he needs to have a good showing. Um for this Eagles organization to buy in as the franchise quarterback. Uh, it's just there's too much potential for upside here. I don't love the pass catching weapons, but um, if he does enough with his legs, then he's going to be a relevant fantasy quarterback. Next guy is Tom Brady, uh, kind of the opposite of Jalen Hurts, not a guy that's going to be running a whole lot, um, but a guy that's capable of throwing 45 to 50 touchdowns this year. He's being drafted as the quarterback nine. He finished as the QB eight last year, but that was in a season where he was brand new to the Bucks, had really little to no chemistry with any of his receivers, uh, didn't have an offseason or training camp because of the pandemic, um, didn't have Antonio Brown until the second half of the season. Uh, his number one tight end was um, Gronk, who was also returning from retirement and probably shaking off uh, at least a year and a half of off-season rust there, maybe drinking a few beers and having a little too much fun at, at WWE SmackDown there, Gronk. Um, but there's room for improvement, right? Because if he has all the added chemistry, a full off-season with this team, you know, things can only go up. This team got off to a kind of a rough start over the first five to six weeks. Like I said, a lot of uh, moving parts, taking a lot of time to gel together. But with more cohesion, a full offseason, an extra game this season, um, I don't see there's any reason why Brady can't throw 50 touchdowns this year, honestly. I know it sounds crazy. I guess last point I want to make for him, I almost forgot. They brought in pass catching running back Giovanni Bernard this year in the offseason, who I talked about um, recently uh, when, when discussing Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones' situation. The fact that Brady finally has a check down option at, t at a running back is going to be really big for him also. So I like Brady this year uh, to finish above QB nine. Uh, the next guy is Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is where we start getting into some of the guys being drafted super late. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the QB 22 off the board this year. And I think he's got top 15 upside. I think he's a guy that you can grab at the end of your drafts to give you, you know, a, a more maybe stable starter. If you want to take uh, one of these young breakout candidates that you're not a hundred percent sure of Fitz is a decent second guy. Um, <clears throat> like I said, 22nd off the board finished QB 28 last year, but that was only starting like six or seven games for the dolphins. He was having a pretty good season before he got benched for Tua really wasn't Fitz's fault. He's got probably the best weapons he's ever had in his career in Washington this year. Terry McLaurin's a stud. Curtis Samuel's a good number two. Diami Brown looks good in uh, preseason. Adam Humphreys, Fitz has played with before and had success with in Tampa Bay. Um, Logan Thomas looks like a legit tight end right now. And I love the running back. You know, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are both good pass catchers. 
So I just really think that Fitz is in position to have some success this year. And, you know, I, I don't think he loses his job to Taylor Heineke, like, uh, like Miami pulled the whole Tua situation. So QB 22 off the board. I just think there's value there. Another guy with tremendous value, I think is Derek Carr. Um, I'm not going to be drafting him in any of my like fantasy leagues, but I, one of my favorite best ball stacks this year is if you can get Darren Waller early in the draft and then get Derek Carr super late. So you have that Carr Waller stack built into your lineup week in and week out. Um, Derek Carr is the 25th drafted quarterback this year, but he finished last year as the QB 13, basically without a wide receiver one. Like this team didn't have, I mean, Nelson Aguilar filled in and and filled in as that, as that role for the wide receiver one, but Aguilar's nothing special. I think Henry Ruggs, if he can take a leap forward, represents more upside than Aguilar. They also brought in John Brown, who I've said I think is a sneaky flyer this year at the receiver position. Um, Waller's, you know, Waller, they brought in a better pass catching running back with Kenyon Drake. And it's just, you know, this was a pretty decent Oakland offense. Um, I know Derek Carr is not the most attractive fantasy option, but for 25th QB that finished 13th last year and improved his pass catching options, there's just a lot of value there for me. And then, uh, yeah, this next guy, um, kind of an interesting conversation. Jameis Winston is who I have here. And it hasn't been official that Winston's been named the starter for the Saints, but I did watch that preseason game against the Jags the other night, and he did look a lot better than Taysom Hill. He actually looked phenomenal. Uh, Winston connected with um, sleeper wide receiver Marquez Callaway on two deep bombs. I talked about that on the receivers episode. Uh, He went nine of 10 the other night for over 150 yards and two touchdowns. So it looks like Winston's going to win the QB battle in new Orleans. And I know that Sean Payton's a good enough head coach to get use out of his quarterback. It sucks that he doesn't have many pass catchers this year, but Winston likes to air it out. He's got a good offensive coach. So Uh, I think there's a lot of value. He's currently being drafted as a QB 29, so undrafted. And um, I think whoever wins the job in New Orleans has top 12, top 15 upside at quarterback. I I think I I was getting ready to put Taysom Hill as a value on this because I like his rushing upside for fantasy purposes, but I think Winston is going to win the job right now. And I still think Winston is a good fantasy value this year too. So three more guys, we can get through them pretty quickly. Ben Roethlisberger is the next guy being drafted as the QB 24 finished last year as the QB 14. Now I expect Pittsburgh not to have to throw as much, um, you know, this season with the addition of, of Najee Harris boosting the running game. Uh, but big Ben is a competent enough quarterback and has three good receivers. I like their tight end uh, Pat Fryermuth as a great red zone target. And it's just, he's being drafted as a QB 24. People are ready to give up on him finished last year's QB 14. So, you know, I just think at the end of the day, he's going to have a lot of passing volume and he likes to take his shots in the red zone. He's always been a guy that's not afraid to, you know, check out of a run on the goal line and throw a shot at one of his receivers or one of his tight ends. That's uh, mentioning again, Fryermuth looks like a really good red zone target. So I think there's a lot of uh, value with Roethlisberger this year too. And then um, Matt Ryan is the – Average drafted 19th quarterback. He finished QB 12 last year. I'm not really in love with Ryan's situation. I don't know what the offense is going to look like with new head coach Arthur Smith and the departure of Julio Jones. But 
<clears throat> when you're talking about a guy that's been a top 12, top 15 fantasy QB basically his whole career, and he's being drafted just too low at this point, I think he's a really safe guy in a second quarterback league. Um, I think he's a really safe option if you want to, you know, take a uh, Hertz or a Tua or one of these guys <clears throat> that you think could break out, maybe one of the rookies and pair him with a Matt Ryan. I think that's a good situation. He still has Calvin Ridley. Um, he's got the most explosive tight end uh, prospect that we've seen basically ever in Kyle Pitts. And Russell Gage is a guy I talked about on the receiver episode that could be um, pretty valuable late in your drafts. So I think Matt Ryan just being left for dead too late in drafts. And uh, the last guy I want to talk about, I did mention just a second ago as a potential breakout, it's Tua. Um, he's being drafted as the QB 21 and it's not a lock that he outperforms that, but I think there's so much potential for him to outperform that, that I wanted to mention him on this episode. I think people are writing off to, um, too early based on, you know, we didn't see much to be optimistic about from his rookie season, but all they did was add to that offense in terms of bringing in receivers this off season. And I'm hearing good things out of training camp. You know, I've seen with my own two eyeballs to a looking better in preseason games. So I'm just optimistic that to a, um, I think he has potential to be a top 15 fantasy QB. He's being drafted outside the top 20. Um, he finished QB 32 last year. Obviously the rookie year was not good, but I just am not, I'm not writing him off yet. I think there's still a lot of potential for Tua to be a very fantasy relevant QB. So I want to bring him up. That's it. That's the QBs that I think will outperform their ADP. You know, QB, there's just so many guys um, that I know a lot of these names aren't sexy, but, you know, really the first three or four guys are the ones that I'm targeting probably. As I get closer to the drafts, I'm becoming more comfortable with Winston as I as I saw him play really well last night. But the Tannehill, Hurts, Brady trio is kind of, I think, the guys that I'm going to end up with the most off this list. So, all right, guys, next we'll be doing QBs that I am low on in the draft this year. And then we'll be moving on to tight ends. Thank you for listening. If you're drafting this week, good luck in your drafts. And always remember to ramble on.